The Sensemaker. Hi, I'm Nimo and this is Sensemaker from TortoiseMedia.com. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, as violence in Israel and Gaza continues to escalate, so does the online war of words. Only 10. I can't even deal with anything in this morning. I just want to be a doctor or anything to help my people, my cat. I'm just a cat. This is Nadine Abdul-Latif. She's 10 years old and she lives in Gaza. She likes singing and dancing, but she doesn't have much time for that right now. In that clip you just heard, she's standing in front of the blown-up remains of a building. She's looking at the camera and she's trying to hold things together, but it's, it's all too much. She can't quite manage it. I don't even know what to do. I get scared. But not really that much. Nadine Abdul-Latif is just one of hundreds of thousands of children trapped in Gaza as the worst violence in the region in seven years continues. Over the past 11 days, at least 227 people have been killed, including more than 60 children, in airstrikes and shelling from Israel. Thousands more have been displaced or had their homes destroyed. Because of the imbalance in military power, the death toll in Israel is much lower. 12 people have been killed, two of them children. Hamas, the militant group that controls Gaza, has fired more rockets into Israel over the past 11 days than they did in the whole of 2019. Tonight in Tel Aviv, images that change everything in an escalation that has already spiralled so fast. Israel's missile defence systems lighting up the sky as they try to intercept incoming Hamas rockets. But this is a fight which is not just happening on the ground. As the airstrikes intensified, so did the war of words and images and videos taking place on social media around the world. Regular people like Nadine Abdul-Latif on both sides are being caught in the crossfire of a physical war and an information war. Will the online fight make the real-world conflict worse? What you're about to hear is rocket fire. It's from a video that I'm watching. The rocket strikes are coming in thick and fast, causing flashes and sparks as they bounce off buildings. It's terrifying. And it was a video shared on Twitter by a spokesperson of Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli prime minister, to show just how many rockets Hamas was firing at Israel. Only, the rockets in the video aren't from Gaza. It's most likely a clip from around 2018 filmed in Syria. The tweet has since been deleted, but it's just one example of misleading or incorrect information that's been swirling on social media over the past few weeks. A video claiming to show Jews in Israel ripping their clothes in order to fake being injured in clashes went viral but was really an old clip of people showing religious devotion. A video seemed to show the Al-Aqsa Mosque, one of Islam's most revered sites, on fire. But clips from a different angle showed that it was a nearby tree that was on fire, not the mosque itself. Social media has allowed minute-by-minute updates and information about the violence in the region to spread around the world. The stories of children like Nadine Abdul-Latif make global headlines, Ordinary people can share their messages and their experiences like never before. But it's also allowed fake news and misinformation to be reposted and repeated just as far. And there are fears that this could have a potentially deadly impact on the people on the ground, inflaming tensions that were already sky high.
compared to airstrikes and collapsing buildings, the information war might seem less urgent. But accurate reporting on the conflict, whether it's by journalists in the mainstream media or shared by individuals on social media platforms, is really important. That's one of the reasons why there was such dismay last week when Israel announced plans to target a building which housed the offices of international media organisations. And the terror has come down. Whenever you see journalists doing live updates from Gaza, they're usually standing on the roof of that building which has now been flattened in an airstrike by the Israeli military. Benjamin Netanyahu claims that, as with all their airstrikes, they targeted the building because of Hamas. Here's the intelligence we had. It's about Palestinian terrorist, uh, uh, an intelligence office for the Palestinian terrorist organization housed in that building that plots and organizes the terror attacks against Israeli civilians. They say they gave enough warning to make sure that all journalists and residents were able to get out safely and that Hamas consciously hides behind civilians and media organizations. AP and Al Jazeera say they were not shown any evidence that Hamas was active in their building. And some critics argue that a line has been crossed that will make accurate and ethical reporting from the region harder. And the thing is, journalists are being dragged into misinformation. You might have received a news update about an IDF ground surge in Gaza last week. Although that was based on information from the IDF itself, those reports were soon corrected, described by Israel as a mistake in the fog of war but not before they had been read by thousands of people. Some Israeli news outlets have even claimed that it was a tactic to draw out Hamas fighters, which, if true, would mean journalists were being purposefully misled. For Israel in particular, online presence has become part and parcel of the current offensive. On the 17th of May, Israel began tweeting a series of rocket emojis. Lines and lines of them, one post after the other. The point, they explained, was to visualise the onslaught of rockets fired from Hamas indiscriminately at Israeli civilians. It's to send a message to the world that Israel is defending itself. But coming onto one of the deadliest days in Gaza, the streams of rockets were easy to misread. To some, from a state's official Twitter, it seemed uncomfortably triumphant. For Nadine Abdullatif, social media has shown the world her story. Hello again, my name is Nadine Abdullatif. I'm 10 years old and I'm from Gaza. As you see, and that's what's so complicated and confusing about information being shared at the moment. It's a mix of real and fake, and it can be really hard to tell the difference. Facebook has set up a special control centre to help deal with the problem, WhatsApp has restricted forwarding and TikTok has committed to removing misinformation. And with President Biden stepping up the pressure, there are hopes that a ceasefire might be on the table in the next few days. But the current conflict, online and offline, is stoking up tensions that are hard to put out. Around the world, including in the UK, fears of anti-Semitic or Islamophobic attacks are on the rise. And mixed communities in Israel have seen some of the worst internal violence in years, as long-held tensions bubble to the surface. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. It's made by me and my colleagues Claudia, Imi, Zavin, Ella here at Tortoise Media. We try to build a different kind of newsroom at Tortoise, one that's collaborative and free from all the noise of the daily news cycle. We'd love for you to be a part of it by signing up. It's really easy to do and membership starts from just £1 a week. Go to tortoisemedia.com forward slash friend and use my personal promo code NIMO50. That's N-I-M-O-5-0 and you'll get 50% off. Today's Sense Maker was written and produced by Claudia Williams. Hello.
The Sense Maker. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.